Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, May 11th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're here. You can follow Rob on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall, and I'm also available at Casey Daniels 317. You can also follow along on YouTube as we live stream the broadcast. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So what'd you do last night? Were you watching TV? Were you perhaps watching CNN? Something Donald Trump calls fake news. But he was hosted on the network, part of the Republican presidential town hall. So afterwards, after the town hall was over, CNN gathered some of the people that were in the audience and asked them questions about Donald Trump's performance. None in the group changed their opinion on Donald Trump after the town hall. Whether they were for him or undecided, they remained that way. And one of the participants said that they felt like it was part of the media's narrative because the first questions that were asked in the town hall were all about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. Well, look, again... I've no a lot of people on social media, and rightfully so. That look, that woman, Caitlin, is it Collins? Collins, Collins was her name. Yeah, she's a hag and horrific. Okay, let's get that out there. Perfect, great. We've established that, but no sympathy for Trump because, as we talked about all last week and into this week, he signed up to do it. Mm-hmm. He knows what CNN is, and Trump repeatedly throughout his presidency and then his re-election campaign, and now he's doing it again, agrees to sit down or work with or engage with people who he knows politically do not align with him. He knows what a Bob Woodward is, and yet he does, you know, agrees to sit down and talk to him and do a book, and then acts, he fakes outrage when they write something unflattering about him. And I think that's a big part of it, is Trump needs to be a victim. Trump needs to be a victim. And you can say whatever you want about that town hall last night. No one's mind there was change. Well, these are almost all Republican voters who voted for him. I mean, person after person, it was... Mm -hmm. This I, is this is Janie so and so who voted for you the last time. Yeah, that's not who he needs to win the presidency. Right, it, preaching to the choir doesn't help him at all. I'm not convinced that one person saw that thing last night who may have either because they crave normalcy or returned to what they believe the presidency should be or whatever said, "Oh my gosh, Trump has totally learned his lesson," and. I think he's the guy to get America back on track. I'm not convinced any undecided person changed their mind last night. No, he was reliving 2020. It was a win-lose situation. CNN's ratings, never been better. Trump got to be the center of attention, which he loves. Viewers got to cheer him on or be completely outraged. The CNN analysts afterwards got to be completely outraged, which you know they love doing. Everybody either won or lost, except for people who wanted some serious answers. Yeah, you're spot on with that. And that's the biggest problem here is you can never get a clear answer from this guy. It's wildly entertaining television. Mm-hmm. Trump is a master. I mean, the thing where he's waving her off and he's pulling out the receipts out of his pocket. He, he, he's an incredible entertainer. Absolutely. As someone who is in that business. Number one. 
in said business. Hey, you've mm-hmm. seen the uh, ratings. Yes. They're doing very yes. well. Kendall and Casey are yeah, number one. Yeah, and the, the money demo and uh, doing very well. And, and so uh, from one number one to another, I can say he's great at that. But that doesn't help him win a presidential election. It doesn't help him get the people he wasn't able to get the last time. It doesn't solve the problem of appealing to people who cannot stand him and will not vote for him. But if it were just based on policy, they would vote for him. And he's shown he's shown no growth. The past two and a half years, he should have been sitting around thinking about it. It's just the same thing. I'm bored with it at this point. Mm-hmm. I, if I can predict how it's going to go, which we did to a T, did we not? Sure. It's boring. It's like your favorite TV show. Shows get canceled or the writers stop doing or the actors stop doing them when they become boring and predictable unless the actors and writers just need a check. And that's what Trump is. He's a boring, predictable television show now that at one point you still laugh, mm-hmm. you still chuckle, but there's no there's no excitement to it. He's offered he offered nothing unique or different last night. Well, when he was talking about the E. Jean Carroll case and he said her cat was named Vagina, I, I is this real life? Is this really what we're doing? Like, I kept thinking to myself over and over again, this is the guy who wants to be the president. He just lost a $5 million case, and within 24 hours, he's making fun of her again? And and it is interesting to me how so many in the Republican Party demand nothing from their apparent frontrunner in terms of specifics. Like, there was no... Bro, you played a gigantic role in this inflation issue. Your little magical money printing factory that you turned on in 2020 is a major driver of what's going on right now. And no offense, but drill, baby, drill ain't going to fix that. Might it help with energy prices? Yes, it could. Was Trump's energy policy markedly better than Biden's? Yes, it was. But in terms of what are you going to do about federal spending? No answers. What are you going to do about entitlement? He's already said nothing. What are you going to do to st- help fight inflation? No answer. There's no, and yet because it's Trump, it's easy to go, well, it's CNN's fault. He's the one who agreed to work with CNN. <laughs> Chris Christie has said that he's a coward and he thinks he's a puppet of Putin. And now Chris Christie is saying that he'll probably run for president himself. Here would be my question to, and I, look, there's so many people with Trump who have long given way to being rational, honest brokers. They just, they, you know, whatever reason, they believe the election was stolen or whatever. But to the honest broker, Donald Trump is not the president right now. Can we all agree to that? Mm-hmm. Can everybody agree that he is not currently sitting in the Oval Office doing presidential things? Correct. What has Donald Trump done in the past two and a half years that tells you because of fill in the blank, the result will be different in 2024? Well, he's been in, in and out of courts. I mean, that's, but that, that I'm asking you, what has Donald Trump done that you say this has made, will make all of the difference in 2024 and he will be back in the Oval Office? Do you think this was a test balloon for any possible future debates? No, I think like, Trump like on no. a stage with DeSantis and Tim Scott and everybody. Is he working out his material? I think Trump is a professional victim. I think Trump craves victimhood. Trump craves outrage and he craves victimhood. 
and he got it with CNN. That's why he chose CNN. It is ridiculous that you will not stand on a stage with accomplished businessmen and governors like Vivek Ramaswamy mm-hmm. or Chris or uh, 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 Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. or you know distinguished senators like a Tim Scott or former governor like Nikki Haley. You will not stand on a stage with them and discuss ideas, but you will go on CNN and fight with Caitlin Collins. Right. I, I truly believe that if he gets on a stage with Vivek Ramaswamy or Ron DeSantis, he is not going to look smart. Well, and, that, and that's why he won't get it. That, and they will. No, you're, you're right. You're 100% right. I was watching that thing last night, and, and Hammer and Nigel and I were texting, and I said, this is why he won't debate. Because uh, they will hold his feet to the fire, mm-hmm. and he can't say it's, you know, in the case of DeSantis or Vivek or, you know, Tim Scott— they can't say, well, uber liberal Ron DeSantis. Well, you can't, you clearly, you cannot say that. Right. It, he can get away with that with Caitlin Collins, and she's wholly unlikable on, on top of that. But there were things she was asking him, which were legitimate questions. I mean, the border wall thing. Mm-hmm. The border wall is not complete. Yeah. It's not anywhere close to complete. They, when I went to bed, it was probably close to midnight last night, and CNN is still fact-checking. I wake up this morning, and I think I had it on ABC. They're still fact-checking. It's like we could be fact-checking it, his performance last night for months. Our audience are big boys and big girls, and they're capable. Well, most of them. There are some that get their panties in a wad if we tell them the truth and there'll be somebody who'll be mad but I think most of our audience can handle this there is nothing Donald Trump has done to change his tenor tone type of things he's talking about over the past two and a half years he is not the president of the United States he has shown absolutely zero personal growth that will benefit him or change anything in 2024 so you as the voter have to make a choice. You can say, and there are many people who will do this, and look, it's your voice, your vote. Everybody has the freedom to do as they please. You can say, well, it was stolen, and I'm going to show those guys, and you can vote for Trump again, and Trump will absolutely lose again. Or you can say, time to move forward. Mm-hmm. There are many other different viable options that will be on the stage with Donald Trump who have more energy, more passion, are willing to appeal to a different group of people who are willing to put the work in to try to win people over who walked away from the Republican Party in 2020. And you can give those people a shot. The choice is 100% up to you. But I'm telling you, Casey, and you know when I make the predictions, if I put a stamp on it, how often does it end up being right? <laughs> Almost always. Time. I am telling you, there is no way Donald Trump will be the president of the United States again. So you have to make the choice. You have multiple options on that stage of people who will give you a puncher's chance. Now, do you still need to solve mass mail and unaccountable voting? Absolutely. Are there still major things that need to be addressed? Absolutely. But at, when it's all said and done, this guy has shown Zero willingness to change, zero willingness to appeal to the people. And it's not even that he has to change a lot of his policies. He's a, I said, I'm not going to use that word anymore. He's a backside (laughs) and people don't like him. Let's, uh, let's go to the clip where he calls Caitlin Collins a name. They're talking about classified documents and Trump said he doesn't have any and he was able to declassify them. And she asked him if he still had any, he said, no. Uh, why did he hold on to the documents after he was subpoenaed? And then he ended up calling her a name in true Trump form. 
investigate Obama. But Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. And took so that's 1,850 boxes. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> And, and I look, I get the people in the audience are yucking that stuff up like catnip. Yeah. But it's the same thing that got him in trouble with the horse, horse face, face and bleeding badly from a facelift. Yep. Women who you need to win this election, suburban women, you don't have to like the way they vote. You don't have to understand the way they vote. You don't have to appreciate the way they vote. You can think the way they vote is the dumbest thing ever. And on some level, you might be right. But you need their vote. Absolutely. And calling them a nasty woman? It's not going to endear you. That, yes, you are chasing people away. And here's what's going to happen. Even Casey. if she is a nasty woman, you have to bite your tongue and smile through it. Absolutely. because And he doesn't. He won't. It is It is just like uh, you, are, you are essentially in the customer service business as a candidate for public office. Act like you work at Chick-fil-A. My pleasure. Absolutely. Even if you are boiling inside, yeah. there are certain things people accept from their president. And while, again, Donald Trump may have just endeared himself to the hardcore group of Republican conservatives that are watching who hate CNN. Great. Trump made the choice to go over there. He alienated a group of people needlessly, once again, needlessly, that he will need to win. And so here's what's going to happen if they pick him, because people are going to be in their righteous rightness. And he's going to go out there, and he's going to lose again, and then he's going to be right back to, it was stolen, it was rigged, they did this, they did that. Zero self-reflection, zero zero self-ownership, and we're going to be right back here, and we're going to be letting Joe Biden and those lunatic maniacs run the country for another four years, and we may not even have a country, Casey, by the time they're done. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of putting people up there that only care about themselves. I'm sick of putting people up there that don't care at all about us. They're totally in it for themselves. I'm sick of this guy. I'm sick of him. Act like an adult. Act like you want to win. Act like you care about winning for once. Before it was all over, Trump did have a roast of Biden. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. That one he got right. I don't know if it was the single most embarrassing moment, but it was embarrassing. And I love the pe- just I just love these people. You're chasing me away. I'm not going to listen anymore. Bull, you people have been threatening that for a year and a half now, and you're still here. I don't, I don't believe you at all. And if you want to, go, because I'm not going to lie to you and the people of this city so that some moron in the YouTube chat will stick around for another seven minutes. Rob Kendall goes off the rails later today with Hammer and Nigel getting a warm-up right now. 20 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and George Santos. He pled not guilty to 13 federal charges and he says it's a witch hunt and we're going to hear from him coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Minutes 
after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this hour. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Netflix has a new documentary coming out about him, and it traces his life through his bodybuilding years, his movie career, also politics. And here he is reflecting on his split from his ex-wife, Maria Shriver, which caused his family pain. People will remember my successes and they will also remember those failures. It was very tough on my marriage, on my relationship with the kids. I have caused enough pain for my family. I'm going to have to live with it the rest of my life. Why did you give up? Well, because my vision didn't talk about giving up. My vision was climbing that mountain. Also trending this. Wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. What? So, just so everybody's clear what we're talking about here. Yeah. He had an affair with his maid. Mm -hmm. He had a child out of wedlock. Correct. With the maid. Yes. And so his response to that, I mean, he was probably, Arnold Schwarzenegger is almost 80 years old now, so he was probably in his late 40s or early 50s. I forget how old the boy is now. But he's talking about climbing some sort of mountain Mm -hmm. at at 50-something years old. I didn't give up because I'm still climbing the mountain, really. It's pain he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. And nothing says how sincere you are about causing your family pain, like going and making a documentary, propping yourself (laughs) up about how just painful that was for you. Yeah. Also trending this hour, Beetlejuice 2. It's the long-awaited sequel to Tim Burton's 1988 movie. It's set to be released in September of 24. Never saw Beetlejuice 1. That what? Me? I never saw it. Are you excited about Beetlejuice 2? I wasn't excited about Beetlejuice 1. <laughs> I, I look, here, I think there's just a clamoring for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a clamoring for people to have things at a time where they thought their lives were better, whether that's perceived or reality. And that's why I think you see the remakes of all these movies, especially years after the originals came out. So Beetlejuice was what? Was that 88? 88. Is, it, is that yeah. right? So yeah. 35 years later, and Michael Keaton is just freaking awesome. Yeah. So are there a lot of unanswered questions at the end of Beetlejuice 1? No, I think that. Was I think, there a cliffhanger? I, think they I just don't want, know. I think they just want to make money, Casey. Yeah, okay, that's it. I think if you're doing something 35 years later, you're mm-hmm. probably just doing it for the sizable paycheck. But uh, 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 what's her face? Uh, oh, this is terrible. Why, uh, Ryder. Uh, Winona? Winona Ryder. Yeah. Uh, there's so many of them, and so it's tough to keep track of them all. She's supposedly signed on to be in it uh, as well. Bringing them all back together again. I came across this clip, and I wanted to share it with everybody because, you know, the Treasury Secretary, Secretary Janet Yellen says that we're going to default on our debt on June 1st. Of course, that's a moving target. And a reporter was asking Joe Biden about, you know, the talks and how they were going. And listen to his response. What are you looking for on a Friday's meeting? When you're meeting with the leader again, find out what our staff agreed upon and begin further discussion. What are you looking for out of Friday's debt limit negotiations? His answer, find out what our staffs agreed upon. That's that's kind of telling, don't you think? Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, this is the president of the United States who is essentially admitting to the American public, I have no say in anything that goes on here. I'm going to basically just do whatever I'm told to do, and hopefully my staff mm-hmm. uh, sends me something that I can 
reasonably understand. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to the George Santos story, but up next we're going to hear from you with your voicemails. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1132. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Questions, comments, smart remarks. We get them all, and we welcome them all at 317-684-8444. It is time for your voicemails. Yes, and I think we are by far the most giving radio program in central Indiana, where each day we give the listeners of the show an entire segment. Mm -hmm. An opportunity to express themselves. Because we love our audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so we continue to get a lot of people... Uh, weighing in on Becky Cash coming on our program the other day. State rep uh, came on, attempted to explain why she voted for the budget. Mm -hmm. Um, And we said from the get-go, I think we told her while she was here multiple times, we give her credit for coming on. Yes. However, it would be disingenuous and it would be completely dishonest to you, the audience, while she was here or after she was here, to pretend as though we were not appalled by some of the things that she said. Yep. That's what we do. We talk about things. Mm-hmm. And she came on a talk radio show. And again, while having the courage to come in here, she exposed every one of those people in the state house on the Republican side as essentially ill-informed unknowledgeable of many of the topics, not reading most of the stuff, and just being buffaloed over by party leadership and basically portrayed the Republicans in the Senate yes. as a bunch of hateful tyrants mm-hmm. who don't care at all about you. Those, That's how she put it out there. And I don't think, Casey, we're under any obligation to play nice with someone I, who I says feel that. Like, I feel like you were nicer to her than I was. Yeah, you were. You were the bad guy for once. It was great. Yeah. I told her, hey, no crying in politics. Let's go. Yeah. People are uh, hurting and they want answers. And we got blame shifting because she said the Senate not only didn't approve the budget, they stomped on it. We heard her say, I don't know. I'm still learning. In two more years, I'll be better at this. Mm-hmm. And we were told that. She didn't read all of it. There were line items she didn't even know she was supposed to read. So while, yes, we give her credit for coming in, she had the gumption to do that, to do her job that she has been elected to do, she seemed very unprepared. Well, as usual, someone has somehow managed to find a way for me to have been the bad guy in all of this. Oh. I, the humble radio broadcaster with no power over anyone who has never raised a tax or, uh, you know, uh, not given you money back or, uh, you know, can't make you wear a mask or not wear, you know, I have no power over anyone. And somehow her inability to answer basic questions in this person's mind. Well, you know what I should have done, Casey? And I, gosh darn it, you know, I, I really do blame myself. Um, you know, because it never dawned on me that I, the radio broadcaster with no power over anyone, 
should have to mentor mm. the state rep making sixty thousand dollars plus a year. And gosh darn it, you know, after you play, we hear this phone call. You're gonna you're gonna feel really bad about yourself too. Representative came on the air yesterday. Sounds like a very nice lady and mm -hmm. somewhat sincere. Mm -hmm. She's obviously extremely honest either because she's new and doesn't know any better or because she's a very honest individual. But here's Rob Kendall, the greatest politician in American history. You know, one-term Rob, I like to call him. Um, but instead of offering this woman advice, mentorship, no, 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 we're just going to rag on her constantly and tell her she needs to be replaced along with every other one of them idiots up there, which they all do. Uh it's no wonder why you can't get any politicians to come on your show and talk to you and answer any questions. Uh, although you give her credit for coming on the show, all you've done is rip on her and tell her she needs to be replaced. Well, she's the first honest politician I've met in Indiana to give you the dang truth. So uh, why don't you cut the woman a break there, Mr. Uh, One-Term Rob, greatest politician in Indiana history, and uh, offer some mentorship, offer, uh, you know, Offer, offer, offer to bring her along and, and show her how to be the greatest politician in Indiana history right behind Rob Kendall there. Or on. The moron at the end was my favorite part. You made a friend. So, Casey, let's make sure I heard that correctly, that <laughs> I, the radio guy, <laughs> am supposed to mentor <laughs> the state rep mm -hmm. making $60,000 a year of my money, our money. <laughs> I'm supposed to mentor her on how to do her job. Yes. Here's all the mentorship she would have needed. Vote no. <laughs> hey, we're done here. <laughs> Read the bills. Isn't budget. that amazing, Casey, about how even when I, I don't have a vote on anything, I don't have a say on anything, <laughs> I have no power over anyone, somehow someone else's bad vote I'm the bad guy in the process. Well, somebody has to be. He did have a point. She did seem very honest. She she was she was honest with us when she said, "I don't know." I mean, so here, so here's an example. So uh, the Jensen guy, the mayor of Noblesville, reached out mm -hmm. and said, "I would like to come on and discuss this." Well, uh, he didn't use the word monstrosity, but I'm going to use the word monstrosity that we're building up there in Noblesville with thirty six and a half million dollars of public money for mm -hmm. the Pacers G League team. Yeah. And so I said, okay, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to mentor him too tomorrow? Am I supposed to help him along in the process? When he's in here, what am I supposed to do? Lie to him and go, oh, never mind that stuff I said on the on the radio uh, you know, a couple days ago. This thing is great. Do you need any mentorship, Mr. Jensen? Mayor Jensen, do you need any mentorship? Get lost with that. That woman is a state representative who had, set, first of all, she ran for the office, which took five or six months. Then she had seven months between when she got elected in the primary and when she started. And then she had about four months on top of that. That's almost an entire year. This, I didn't know what I was doing, is bull. And I would be doing every one of our very fabulous, very highly rated audience a disservice <laughs> if I walked out here and said, oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Oh, that's fine. It's totally natural to to uh, make sixty thousand dollars for three months worth of work and have no idea what you're doing. You know, you know how Joe Biden has the questions and answers on a note card whenever he has any sort of reporter near him. He does a press conference. We should do that. <laughs> Just when somebody comes in for an interview. Okay, here's the question and here's the answer. Just read from the script. Ah, uh, it's. 
It's just I. Hate- she she was very nice. She was. And, and, he was correct on that. But, she was nice. She seems like she's trying. She was being honest. However, it's disappointing when this is your elected official who doesn't know. Um. Sorry, and, sorry, and, we let you in on that. And I guarantee that if Becky Cash were here right now, she would say I deserve the verbal undressing by which I received <laughs> because she's probably disappointed in herself. But she served a great purpose, which is to expose to you because she is, we've said, she's one of the better ones. As weird as that sounds, she's one of the better ones. Think about that and think about the rest of the people that represent you. And if you're more upset at the radio guy for being critical of a person who admits they didn't know what they were doing than the person who admits that works on your behalf and doesn't know what they're doing, man, that is a that is a special place and universe you live in. All right, uh, somebody else called, um, and they liked the show. So a uh, little bit of a contrast here. Rob, Casey, love guys, and that schmuck that was just... Trying to make fun of you, Rob. Wow. I've never heard the uh, somebody like that make an A out of himself. So I just wanted to say that so you didn't have to believe it. Anyway, <laughs> have a good day, y'all. And, uh, oh, by the way, love you, Casey. Aww. Oh, hey, I will be at Tales of the Track. I am excited. Yeah. See ya. Rob, I hope you're going to be there, too. He's talking about Tales of the Track with uh, Hammer and Nigel. That's an event. I don't remember the date of it, but I know Ed Carpenter's going to be there. Yes, they take all sorts of uh, little Q&A mm-hmm. with Ed Carpenter. He's going to sign some autographs, take some photos. I think WIBC.com has the information up. Yeah. If there are t- still tickets available, they sell out very fast. Uh, I will not be there. I, I, I probably will. I was but there last year. I think that's great. I mm-hmm. think everyone should totally go uh, to that. Uh, you know, Casey, for me to appear anywhere, there is a very hefty appearance fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted all that money to go to Hammer and Nigel this time. <laughs> and i go anywhere for the promise of free food. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We got uh, one more call this person called about. Of course, we had the attorneys on yesterday yeah. for the, uh, the family of the special needs child who was allegedly forced to eat his own vomit. They were phenomenal. Yes. I talked to people yesterday who they were just blown away at how great those two two women are and i hope and you know we we told them this off air i think we alluded to it on air uh i hope there's no settlement i hope for future kids and i think these women get this they need to see this thing through don't let jim snap and those awful 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 members of that school board use taxpayer money to bail themselves out we need a discovery Mm -hmm. we need to know everything that happened because i think other parents are out there looking at this and they need some sense of justice and need to know that their voices are heard. So I hope they see this thing through and that the people are held to account on this. Uh, somebody somebody called about that. Hey, Kendall, this is Mike Hamilton. Hey, uh, you were talking about the Brownsburg school pro- or system and how the school system fights the uh, parents. When you, have a, when you have a society or a system, especially the school board or the uh, American Teachers Association, <clears throat> who support abortion at any term, they have no, uh, they have no moral being. They have no moral compass. Uh, if they will kill an unborn or kill a child at birth, what makes anyone think they will protect a child who has a, uh, uh, a disfigurement of any type at all? Hmm. I think those lawyers will see it through to the end. I, I know they will. They're fighters. They're smart. They've been doing it for a long time, not just in this state, 
but across the Midwest and even in the South, their experience, they know what they're doing. And the family from Brownsburg is lucky to have them on their side. And girlfriend of mine, Courtney, she's quite an activist on Twitter. She sent something out and I just wanted to share it. She said, parents, this isn't just happening in Brownsburg and it's not new. Listen to what your kids aren't telling you advocate for them if you don't no one will and she is a hundred percent correct and the big advice that those lawyers gave us to share with parents is you got to go to those school board meetings you have to put it on your calendar it's got to be like going to soccer practice monday wednesdays and fridays it's like carpooling it's like the parent teacher conference it's like grocery shopping once a week it's just what you do it's just part of the schedule you show up yeah and that school board meeting the other night the council people who were there there's no acceptance of responsibility from the superintendent there's no acceptance of responsibility from the school board there's no hey the buck stops with us we failed it's passing the blame off it's like tony kennett talked about earlier just hoping this will go away memories will fade we'll skate out of this maybe we throw a few dollar bills at these people and the only way to stop this from happening going forward is get these people on the witness stand get them under deposition you know these people in these public schools these administrators these school boards they're big tough guy bullies it's time for somebody to stand up it's time for somebody with an ability to do something to stand up to these people and get justice for the other people who haven't been able to stand up for themselves and so i I think these women are uh, are definitely going to do that and we want to help them uh in any way possible coming up we've got the bud light hangover and a case of the hiccups it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc Oh, Casey, Casey, Casey. Rob Kendall. 35%. How would you like to get a 35% bonus when you invest your money? It sounds pretty good. Tell me more. So, like, if you invested $100,000, mm-hmm. you'd get a $35,000 bonus. If you invested $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. If this sounds too good to be true, it's not, and this special offer gets even better. Hey, it's Kendall and Casey, and you'll be sleeping well knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for 140 years, and it has $2.5 trillion in assets. You can learn more by calling Bill Demery. You're retirement guy right here in Indy at 317-932-9912. And, you know, if you know anything about Rob, he doesn't seem to like a bunch of people. But I really do like Bill Demery. Mm-hmm. Learn how you can get a 35% bonus by calling 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is 10.50. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So George Santos needs to shut up. That's what a lawyer has said. (laughs) He has pled not guilty to seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. And now Kevin McCarthy is deciding on whether he should remain. 
Well, isn't it fascinating that they got him in about seven seconds, but the Hunter Biden thing is into year five. And Mm -hmm. uh, despite we've got him on camera using drugs, he put on a gun for him. He didn't use drugs. Uh, Apparently that is not evidence enough. But the Santos guy, hey. Pretty quick. And isn't it a coincidence that... He was arrested on the same day that Comer is releasing all of these memos about the Biden family and their LLCs and the millions of dollars they've received. Well, and look, the Santos guy it probably sounds like he is a complete scumbucket, too, and a liar. And he is like the John Lovitz pathological liar character, which many of them in Congress are. And maybe he deserves to go to jail. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I mean, my goodness, the fact that they were like they were like the Jimmy John's people with freaky fast delivery on this indictment. <laughs> But with with Hunter Biden, I mean, it's just, ah, we'll get around yeah, to it when we get around to we'll it. We'll get there eventually. Okay, well, Santos appeared in a fighting spirit when he emerged from court. He says he's going to defeat the charges against him, and he described the case as a witch hunt. Of the ability for me to address and defend myself. We have an indictment. We have all, we have the information that the government wants to come after me on and I'm going to comply. I've been complying throughout this entire process. I have no desire not to comply at this point. They've been gracious in there. Now I'm gonna have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt because it it makes no sense that in four months, four months, five months, I'm indicted. You have Joe Biden's entire family receiving deposits from nine, nine family members receiving money from foreign, from foreign destinations into their bank accounts. It's been years of exposing. A lot of you here have reported on them, and yet no investigation is launched into them. I'm going to fight. I well, and I'm just going. I'm getting back to that. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight the witch hunt. I'm going to take care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that he turned it right around on the bidens didn't he so he was released on a five hundred thousand dollar bond following his arraignment uh five hours after turning himself in and he surrendered his passport and if he's convicted he could face up to 20 years in prison well they'll they'll leave no stone unturned you can rest assured of that and five years from now when he gets out of prison we'll still be waiting on the hunter biden indictment right and you'll go who's George Santos. Oh, right. I remember that. Okay. Would you remember what happened with Bud Light? Of course you do. You still have a hangover from it. Well, apparently the sales, declining sales of Bud Light, it's not just in the flyover states. Oh, This is happening all across the country. So the West Coast sales are down 18%. Mountain states, 29%. Here in the Midwest, 23%. And even on the East Coast, 19%. So you're telling me that putting a transsexual man who pretends to be a woman as your spokesperson Mm -hmm. didn't go over well to a product that appeals predominantly to men. Yes. Across the entire country. And that's the interesting point to me is, okay, yeah, Midwest, you could expect that. But on the more liberal West Coast and East Coast, they might be more accepting of that campaign. But not according to sales. They're down just as far in those places as they are right here. Well, Bud Light, not only are the sales down, but they're also a laughing stock. 
uh, because it's uh, you know it's a thing of hey I'm gonna have four Coors Lights and my buddy here he'll have a Bud Light mm-hmm. and then uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna you know worm your way out of that I mean that's not something it's now in the vernacular right yeah hey real quick I did want to point out our lovely friend uh, Jenny from Relay Indiana pointed out that uh, Relay Indiana is the sponsor for the Tales at the Track mm-hmm. on uh, May the twenty second. May the 22nd is the day Ed Carpenter will be with Hammer and Nigel for, for Tales of the Track. So we yep. want to make sure we got that in there. Yeah, and you can get your tickets online, WIBC.com, I'm assuming. They go fast. One last story before we head out of here. Bo Jackson, he says he's going to undergo a procedure to get rid of hiccups that he has had oh. for a year. Wow, that sounds awful. He says he's tried everything to get rid of them, including smelling the behind of a porcupine. Never heard that one before. I've got the cure for the hiccups. Peanut butter. Hold your breath and swallow three times, and then exhale slowly. It's peanut butter. That works? Peanut butter. To get a hold of Bo Jackson yeah, and let him know. Him. Let him know peanut butter. Peanut butter does the trick. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today, and thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. Friday, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.